2: 96 FM Holly I've been following the the Sarah Everard story very closely. I listen to a lot of British radio and it's a shocking story, particularly the element of it where we think that the chief suspect is actually a policeman. But I think it's triggered people to think of their own experiences and that's why you took to Twitter.
3: Yes, yeah. Um you know, I think this has been a catalyst for many women's kind of everyday shared experience of just from between kind of like small incidents to pretty serious incidents of sexual assault and sexual kind of threat. Hmm. And kind of what happened to myself was just, I was walking uh, kind of towards UCC one night with my friend over summer. And I I literally had my bike with me. We were just on our way back. It must've been just past 10 PM and a man kind of he was pretty out of his mind um came up to us and it kind of he 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 groped me a couple of times and basically started to beat up my friend it was and you you'd think you know 10 p.m there'd be people around it was a well-lit street but nobody kind of even came to our it was pretty terrifying and like he threatened to like his his basic threat was, you know, if you don't have sex with me, I'll I'll kill your friend. Um so thankfully I had um kind of a hundred euro note in my pocket and he managed to take it and we we had to run and call the police. But yeah, it's I don't know, it's it's a pretty pretty awful um experiences that are being shared on Twitter. That's it just yeah, the severed. Sarah Everett Case just really kind of brought this up. I just felt compelled to kind of share it and, you know, maybe make other women feel like that they, you know, had, um, if they had similar experiences.
2: What, what's shocking, Holly, is the number of stories around Cork. Like, Cork is very dangerous to be a woman on the street.
3: Oh, Pete, I, I couldn't agree more. It's just every single like classmate my mom my sister we all have experiences of either like being followed home in Cork or feeling that we were threatened it's 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 absolutely shocking it's it's so terrible every single woman I know has experienced this to some degree in Cork just whether it's been after a night out with a boyfriend with um like a stranger it's it's just it's really shocking
2: the guy that attacked you and your friend total stranger never seen him before no idea who he was just came out of the blue
3: yeah we were uh, i i i don't know what was going he must have been um out partying he kind of offered his general sort of uh way of coming up to us was offering us did we want to party with him and when we disagreed you know and he was he was groping me we were like no thank you we're gonna go home I think something just flipped in him yeah he was a complete stranger like it was just on the western road opposite UCC at uh by the green frog cafe and like this stuff happens every day like
2: you said it you said it was about 10 o'clock at night but it was summertime so could well it was it was it still bright like
3: yeah, it was still bright. It was still bright, and there was a couple of people still kind of walking around. Um, when he left, uh, I was obviously very distressed, like I was bawling, crying. Um, a lovely fella came up to kind of comfort me, and we called the police. But do you know what? Because he was, he said he lived near UCC. We didn't really want to hang around in case he came back, mm. um, for more or anything. So we just we called the guards and kind of went back towards town but it actually it it, it it turned out okay he was he was he was arrested so the the, the guards found him and, and arrested him so it it wasn't a you know there was a bit of closure in that sense yeah but not everyone is so lucky unfortunately Do you know I, I have a number of friends that have been attacked and you know they've never met their attacker or, you know people being followed home and stuff they they don't know they you know take a different route or go somewhere else so that you know the the follower will be put off track but you know people don't get closure you're as a woman you're kind of looking over your shoulder every day and um, to see if there's danger it's just kind of part of our everyday experience it is a luxury that a lot of men have you know that sense that lack of fear walking somewhere dark or somewhere quiet by yourself but it's it's just part of our kind of normal like exp- everyday experience is this it's ingrained in us like my my mother taught me like she told my sister we have to watch out for people following you and you know, be on high alert. And it's kind of ingrained in our in our culture, in our society, that we have to tell the girls to be on high alert for creepy men, as opposed to telling the creepy men not to be creepy men, if that makes sense. It
2: does of course make absolute sense. Like you're talking to me after being at an evening <laughs> class and you had to come home obviously from that class. So yeah. describe your feeling as you, as you set off to come home. Are you naturally nervous and, and, and watching around yourself?
3: Well, I got a lift off my parents because um, I just, I don't like hanging out anywhere after after 7pm, especially if it's dark. Um, it's kind of like, it's like a, a kind of fist of, of anxiety that is just constant within you to just stay on high alert like just constantly watching and seeing it, like the the feeling of relief when you see a woman walking down the same road as you it's i i don't even know how to like i was trying to explain it to my dad and he just couldn't understand he couldn't understand the feeling at all it's like I don't know. It's it's like an instinctive, primal fear that, you know, the potential of danger is there.
2: Yeah. I was just out for a walk myself this evening and I was very conscious and I knew we'd be, we'd be talking, very conscious of, of walking around and lots of women on the road, people out for their walk of an evening. And I was conscious that I might make somebody nervous just by being there.
3: I know. But I think there are kind of certain steps that men can do to just make, you know, especially like maybe a, a, a much younger girl by herself feel more comfortable or more safe, which is, would just be like maybe even crossing the road to the other side of the road or, you know, just um, lagging back a bit so that she doesn't feel like they're you're being followed. Because I used, I used to live in Dublin um, by... Kilmainham and there'd been a couple of times I'd walked home from the train station at like 8pm and I'd be run I would actually run through with two huge bags I would run from the train station to Kilmainham because I felt there I felt like someone had been following behind me on the same side of the footpath for too long and so it's kind of just small stuff like that like crossing the road or maybe just pulling back and you know not kind of staring it's 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 a funny thing but it's
2: there was there was one young woman in particular was on the path at the same time as me now I was as part of my walk I would cross the road anyway but my my I was thinking to myself is she nervous just at the sound of my footstep
3: (laughs) probably to be honest yeah wow I know I know it's it is it's not something that I think women never really come out and talk about a lot because it's kind of just so everyday. But yeah, especially if it's kind of in the, in the dark, def- definitely. If it's a, it's a quiet road, there, there's not many other people on it. You're by yourself. You know, it's just her and a man. Yeah. For, almost definitely. She would feel nervous. I don't know anyone who wouldn't. Yeah.
2: So Holly, how can, how can we help those of us who would never attempt to hurt anybody? How can we help?
3: I just think, well, on a walk, it it would simply be just, you know, like avoiding eye contact or trying to talk to someone because they probably don't feel comfortable with it or just holding back and crossing the road. But in everyday sort of life, it would actually just be having these conversations with the women in, you know, like in your family or the women that you work with or the women that surround your life it's just really important to kind of acknowledge and understand that fear and just support it really and try and change the kind of mindsets of the men of the you know upcoming of the gen z of the upcoming generation
2: and the shock of the sarah everard story that has brought this outpouring of other stories something's got to be learned from it what what can be learned Holly? I
3: think this I think the Sarah Everett was the story is literally just it's just like a a catalyst to a whole world of micro and macro um, instances of sexual assault and I think what can be learned is that it's not, there's kind of a hashtag going around saying not all men and, you know, to a certain extent, obviously not all men, but a lot of men. And I think that what can be learned is that we need to listen to the fears of women and to understand, you know, what why we feel so scared because Sarah Everett, unfortunately, is... The reality, the actual, the instance of reality where our fears have come, you know, to existence. So, yeah, I think the main thing that can be learned is just listening, listening to women and just trying to understand how we can make everyone feel safer.
2: I was listening to another radio discussion earlier and the, the female presenter said, look, before we even get into this, we know it's not all men, but it's too many of you.
3: Yeah. It's, 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 it's uh, men who you, men who are brothers, men who you work with, men who are your friends. Unfortunately, you don't always know what, you know, that side to them, where they can be creepy. And, you know, I have a, a brother who's in his early twenties, and I asked, I asked him. I said, I really, really, really hope that you would call out any of this sort of behaviour on your, you know, if you saw your friends acting in a creepy or you know, gropy sort of fashion. I can almost guarantee it. Every kind of group of lads that I've met, both in Dublin and in Cork, in nightclubs, in that fashion, have have I've seen that, and I've been firsthand experience of them. Being creepy and gropey and yeah it's it's not all men but it's it's it sure is a lot of them and you know someone who you might think is really kind and really nice and the overly good guys aren't are pretty bad at themselves you know it's the a lot of times it's the the face of modern feminist man are the ones that behind closed doors you know um are sexually abusive in in relationships.
2: Go, go into that a little bit more for me. You said the, the modern feminist man. What, what do you mean by that? Not,
3: uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's a pretty common trope now, I find, in my generation. It's like the kind of, quote-unquote, woke sort of men. They'd be very um, into, you know, feminist matters. They'd have been, you know, campaigning for the repeal of the eighth and you know that kind of that kind of vibe to them but behind closed doors and i've experienced it behind behind closed doors if you don't feel like you know being intimate or you're you know you go on a date and they're expect you know you don't want to go home with them straight away or something they turn quite aggressive and almost violent and yeah it's it's very common this uh sort of modern feminist man is actually, you know, they're like, well, I'm a feminist, you know. I I love women. I'm very pro-women, but you know, in actuality they kind of they're they're not as as good as they say they are.
2: Holly, it's been an education to speak with you.
3: <laughs> thank you, BJ. I hope I could shed some sort of light on us.
2: And stay safe out there.
3: You too, thank you so much. Corks
2: ninety six FM.